0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome on back to Mind Your Popcorn. I am one of your two hosts, Ricky Uniak.
1: And I'm Chuck Clark.
0: Now, for those NFL fans out there, uh, if your team started off 1-0, just want to give you a round of applause. Congratulations. Um, for those teams, for those fans that start off 0-1, hey, it's still very, very early. It's going to be okay. For the fans of teams that tied in week one, though... Ooh, Chuck, how are we feeling? Undefeated. (laughs) Undefeated. (laughs) That's exactly how I felt in 2018 when the, when Tyrod Taylor and the Browns tied the Steelers in week one. So I, listen, I've been there. Listen,
1: I did not come into this year thinking it was going to be like the, like everyone's picking the Colts to be this powerhouse. And I'm like, I think we're barely going to win the division. I said on, I believe on the record on the air, I've definitely said it to other people. I Coming into this year, I said 10 and 7, and depending on how, how we play the Titans, we either win the division or just miss out on the playoffs. And even if we win the division, we will be the four seed and get knocked out of the first round of the playoffs. That's my... And nothing... I Now, I wasn't able to watch the game live, and I was trying to watch a replay at one point earlier in the week, but I never got the chance to finish it. I was trying to find a like like NFL Network has a thing where after the games you can watch like a forty five minute condensed version mm-hmm. like no commercials and no like I I don't even know if they do like instant replay or whatnot but they just kind of show the plays.
0: Isn't that now a part of NFL Plus?
1: I it might be because like, I know they have the All Twenty Two on NFL Plus now. So. Yeah, but um. So, anyways. I was trying to find that, but I couldn't. So I tried to find a replay of the game, but I only made it like 20 minutes in before, you know, work and stuff. So maybe I'll maybe I'll watch that later. But just from looking over the game, basically, the and from our beat reporters, you know what I mean, who are the ones I... I'm not going to go to watch fan reaction. I'll watch what the beat reporters say, which the main thing was, Michael Pittman is like that, but the rest of our receivers are young. And like Alec Pierce dropped a touchdown. An easy yeah. touchdown that could have won the game. I saw Rodrigo that. is cut, obviously, missed an important field goal at the end of the game that could have given us the win and missed an overtime that could have given us the win.
0: Well, so, so I, uh, I want to ask you about that because I'm, I'm not a Colts fan, obviously, but I remember last year I was under the impression that he had like a really good rookie year last year.
1: So he started off really good. And then I was at the Ravens game, unfortunately, in Baltimore, where he got hurt playing the Ravens and he missed a couple kicks. Now that you can't really blame for. He got hurt during the game. But he, you know, and they didn't really I don't know who their arm emergency kicker is. He's not Justin Reed. So, you know, I don't know how good you know what I mean? Yeah. So and then they put him on IR and then to come back to finish the year. I don't, he was also a little inconsistent, but not nothing crazy. I think he missed a field goal against the Bills in the playoffs two years ago that also hurt. Um, What, what, no, last year was his rookie year.
0: Oh, so last year was his sophomore year.
1: Yeah, because he was on the Georgia team that didn't win the national championship.
0: You're right. You're right. You're right.
1: Yeah. So anyways, um, so he missed some key kicks and key crunch time before. So it's tough, but he's also there was a pre- picture of him at the Colts facility practicing kicks after he got cut. So I don't think he's necessarily gone forever. Uh-huh. I think he's got to get his head straight and maybe they're giving him this like however long, you know, because I don't know who our. I think we signed Chase McLaughlin. We signed like two kickers to battle it out in practice this week or something. Um, well,
0: Rodrigo went unclaimed on the waiver wire, so you know I guess there's always that possibility that you guys sign him back. I that just shocked me, and I, but that's what the NFL is like now with kickers, man. Like as if you're a kicker, like. It, this was a bad week for kickers like across the league. Like dude, college they were missing kicks too. Yeah. Like what well, college Crazy. kickers have become their own meme in a sense. But like in the NFL, man, like I mean, there's maybe only like what four or five kickers who have any sort of job security. Like I'm talking about like the Justin Tuckers. Um, I think Just,
1: Justin Tucker. I think McManus in Denver is pretty solid. Like, yeah. obviously, John, I mean, that decision, we,
0: that Monday night game was, <laughs> dude. we could have an entire three hour podcast about the clock management from Denver sideline.
1: <laughs> the top, the video of Peyton Manning calling timeout
0: 62 times on the Manning yeah.
1: cast. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're going to kick it. Shannon Sharp. They're going to kick
0: what? <laughs> With Shannon Sharp. Oh my God. The Manning cast. I was. Quickly reminded why that was one of the highlights from last year's NFL season. I'm so glad it's back. Yeah, Uh, but, like,
1: I think those two. um,
0: Matt Gay, maybe, in L.A.?
1: Matt Gay. um, Prater in Detroit. Yeah. pretty solid. That might be it.
0: No, Boswell in Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, yeah. But he's gone through bad spurts, too. But I think Tomlin is just a player's coach. He's got job security not because of his ability, but because... Tomlin likes him. You know what I, I
0: mean? You know what? I would even argue, like, and I know he basically choked the game away for the Bengals against the Steelers, but McPherson, like, I mean, he had a great rookie year. Like, he was already looking like a top kicker, and then, dude, like... That I, that, he,
1: that that also wasn't all his fault. They had a backup long snapper in.
0: Oh, uh, okay. That makes more the, sense.
1: Apparently, I didn't see what happened on the first kick, but the first kick, the one to that would have won it at the end of regulation... I think the the extra point, there was some, he, the long snapper kind of messed up, but then they, did, and they didn't quite get it right, but it was like, just not so far off. And then the, obviously the field goal in overtime that they just absolutely shanked Yeah. was completely, the long snapper put it so high and the holder had to get it down, couldn't get the laces and it was laces back. So at that point, you know,
0: we of so prayer. Tough. It, it, it like I really like I would hate to be an NFL kicker like I really would Um, you you are unless you're in the rare situation where you're kicking a game winner as time expires you know like you're almost never given credit Um, but if you miss a kick you're almost the first to blame if you lose by you know two or three points like it there's there's rarely any glory in that job but you still get paid a million or so dollars a year so it's like meh, don't really feel bad for you but um, tough week for kickers shoot across the league um, all right let's go over some surprises I kind of I have all the week one scores here up um, there are there are three games that really stick out to me as like did not see that coming um, number one bears over 49ers yeah um, I was not one of those people that were penciling in San Francisco, like as a playoff team. I, I, because I don't know enough about Trey Lance. I know he played right. very minimally last year, but there were people that were like almost ready to crown them like division winners. Like you know, thinking the Rams were going to have some sort of Super Bowl hangover, which they kind of saw that I guess like in the Thursday night game <laughs> last week. But uh, man, Justin Fields, you know, as an Ohio State fan, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy for him. Um. They did a lot of celebrating in the rain in a week one regular season game, though. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh, I don't know if uh, you, you haven't won a playoff game, buddy." I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the they Matt, Matt is Matt Nagy still there? Oh, yeah. I don't I think, think so. Yeah. Don't they think fire so. him. So,
0: like, they finally are out from under Nagy's terrible coaching. I'm I'm looking this up right now. Um, Chicago Bears head coach. I'm pretty sure Nagy's gone. Yeah. He is a quarterbacks coach for the Chiefs now. Matt Eberflus.
1: Yeah, the De- Colts defensive coordinator, Dush, I oh. that. Um Yeah, I mean, they got a win in an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> literally a penalty for wiping down the field with a towel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, that game, because of the weather, and if, if you don't know what we're talking about, I mean, it was a torrential downpour, like, yeah. for the entirety of the game. So, what it really came down to was the Bears run game versus the Niners run game, Um, and the Niners just lost their running back, like, in that uh, game.
1: Elijah they, Mitchell got hurt,
0: yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it. what was the final score? It was 19, 19 to 10. To 10. So it's technically a, you know, a two score win technically there, but, um, that, that stood out to me. Um, the next one, uh, giants over the Titans. I, that's gotta make you happy. I, I think I was it, probably penciling that as a dub for the Titans in week one.
1: I mean, I made, it makes the tie feel a lot better That, that every
0: other team in the division besides the Texans also lost. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Giants and, you know, everyone, I think the Giants were quietly optimistic because, you know, Brian Dabble coming in for the Bills. A lot of people had a lot, of, a lot of hype for him. So, you know, the fact that they got a win in week one, big for them. Saquon looked amazing. Saquon oh. looked like Saquon. God, I, I hope he's healthy. Yeah, that, that makes all the difference. Um, Yeah. And I think. Uh yeah, glad the Titans suck, which I'm not surprised because like they just let a lot of people go and they're yeah. kind of getting old. Like the their best players are I mean, I know Derrick Henry's not, you know, that
0: old, but he's I feel like you're starting to see some mileage on Derrick Henry now though. He's been such a workhorse for them now for like 3 or 4 seasons, man, and running backs do not have a long shelf life in the NFL. I don't care how good uh, the the outlier being like Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, like those two dudes, like that's an, an anomaly. <coughs> bless you. That's not supposed to happen. Right. Um, but yeah, the Titans, the Titans just, they already looked like a dead team. This looked like the Titans just found out they were eliminated from like, you know, playoffs. And they're like, Neh. I'm like, dude, it's week one. Um, But going back to your Saquon thing, you could tell, and I'm not, Super high on Daniel Jones. I don't know what kind of QB he's going to be. I don't think that he's like a god awful quarterback, but you can see just how um, just how he benefits from having a healthy Saquon in that backfield. Man, it just opens everything up for them. So um, selfishly, I hope Saquon stays healthy. I do have him on one of my fantasy teams. I did receive some trade offers. Um, this is actually the Bush League. This is our fantasy league. Um, our buddy, Michael Rumble, had been trying to get him, trying to trade for him on my team for like a week straight. I wasn't having any of it. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we get a healthy Saquon all year. Um, and I saved the best for last, man. The be- My favorite upset of the week. You know, we're both West Virginia University graduates. Our Geno <laughs> Smith. Coming in Monday Night Football and looking flat out elite out there. And then obviously this we're talking about the Seahawks beating the Russell Wilson led Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football, seventeen to sixteen. Which you should argue. I don't know. I don't know the name of the head coach for the Broncos. He's brand new. Daniel um, Hackett. He's stupid. Uh, what the hell was he doing at the end of that game, man?
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, listen, West Virginia college football gave up its life, apparently, so that Geno Smith could succeed.
0: I never even thought about that, but you're so right, dude. <laughs> Somebody over there in, in towers did some sort of satanic ritual to sacrifice the college team for Geno Smith NFL success in week one. Um, and God damn it, we got exactly that. Yep. Um, Gino Smith with an all time quote at the end of the game there when asked, you know, doing his um, post game interview on the field saying they wrote me off, but I ain't right back. That's just I mean, that's
1: I mean, that's the kind of football nonsense quote that keeps you going. You know what I mean? <laughs> we didn't come here to play school. You know, it's right
0: up there with some of those all time classics. <laughs> um, now, the Seahawks going to win that division. Fuck no, they're not. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, but I I did feel I I would I was happy for Seahawks fans because and not listen, did you expect them to boo Russ the way they did? I didn't.
1: Um, having being kind being friends with a Seahawks fan and I seeing some of his likes and whatnot on on Twitter timeline, this was apparently very expected by a lot of people. Okay. Um. And you could definitely see it after the game. I mean, even Doug Baldwin Jr. and Richard Sherman were tweeting stuff out.
0: Yeah. So. Um, Yeah. Obviously, like I don't have a pulse on like the Seahawks fandom or anything like that, but and I don't know a whole lot about like all that. Like, um, I don't want to call it angst, but like you know those reports that Russ and Carol and who's their GM
1: Schneider, I think John
0: Schneider. They like apparently all three of them hate each other and like i i was reading reports like that's obviously what led to russ um getting traded um i'm pretty sure he requested that trade right yeah yeah so um listen happy for seahawks fans um and also very happy for geno smith as well so as we look ahead to week two here let's just take a look at it, our two teams uh who did the cold got week two <laughs>
1: Colts have... um, I was just looking at this. uh, Jacksonville. We're at Jacksonville.
0: Okay. Hmm. So, if I were a betting man, uh, a legally uh, betting man, um, I would like the Colts in this game. Jacksonville did not... I did not see the leap that I thought I was going to see. I know it's only week one, but Jacksonville in week one looked like the Jacksonville last year. So maybe the Colts can start off with one Oh and one
1: Jacksonville is uh we have not beaten Jacksonville in Jacksonville in five or six years, just like we have not won a season opener now in nine years. So mm. I would
0: at least take Jacksonville with the points. That is crazy to me that the Colts have not won a season opener in nine years. You had at least four or five of those years with Andrew luck, right?
1: Uh, yeah. And, um, Remember we lost to Jacksonville and ended up being their only win of the season.
0: oh, I remember I wasn't going to bring it up, but I remember
1: <laughs> yep so yep, uh, so it was it now it's nine years, so nine so twenty thirteen yeah, so Andrew luck was with the team
0: that was his rookie year and
1: multiple coaches, no, no, his rookie year was twenty twelve
0: okay, okay,
1: the year we started
0: college he left he he was drafted, you know, and i I really don't want to. <sighs> I'm going to bring it up, but just know, I'm not not asking you this question to cause you physical and emotional pain. Do you think because I think that if the Colts still had Andrew Luck, I don't know the sequence of events like you guys still had Quentin Nelson, right? Like with Andrew Luck, like
1: no, we had Quentin Nelson after Andrew Luck.
0: Did you? So you got Quentin Nelson because you guys were so bad the year Andrew Luck decided to retire in the preseason.
1: Uh, yes, because Ballard came in that year, and I think his okay. first his first draft was twenty nineteen. Luck retired in eighteen.
0: Luck retired preseason
1: nineteen. Preseason nine. So I maybe we had drafted Nelson because no 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 I'm sorry. So we. Drafted Nelson in
0: 19.
1: Okay. No, 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 no. We drafted Nelson in 18 because we traded our pick to the Jets who took Sam Darnold.
0: Okay. Okay. Which was 2018
1: because it was Baker, Sam, mm -hmm. Rosen,
0: Allen. The the question I was going to ask you was, do you think that the Colts would have been making any runs at Super Bowls over these last few years with Andrew Luck? Because I think the answer is yes. But again, who knows if you'd have Jonathan Taylor, you know, who knows if you had Pittman. So it's almost impossible to know, but like, man, that team is talented and it really does feel like you guys are just a QB away.
1: Yep. But, uh, here we are. So all I can say is, you know, Matt Ryan for the next, let's call it hopefully he's always two seasons under contract this season and next season um and then 2025 let's go ahead and tank and draft Marvin Harrison Jr you know number <laughs> in the first destiny, round baby, and then in 2026 tank for Arch Manning Owen and 17 and uh we it we're back
0: you got will it be, all figured so, out. <laughs> so
1: basically, what I'm saying is, I don't care about the Colts unless we're actually in, have a chance for winning the Super Bowl, which I don't think we will. I'm not concerned about the Colts' record over the next four to five years. Just okay. call me after we draft Arch Manning.
0: You know what? That's just like how I wasn't concerned with the Browns' record over the last 18 or 19 years. So like <laughs> I can relate to that.
1: Yeah. How the How about the Browns?
0: Uh, barely
1: getting a win over Carolina.
0: Listen, that game roller coaster of emotions, man, I now I'm not somebody who was just dying to see Baker gone. I kind of thought to myself when the last season ended, I was like, all right, if they stick with Baker, whatever, if they, if they get rid of him, they better have a plan at QB and cannot honestly say <clears throat> I predicted their plan. Like, <laughs> like I did not see this coming. <laughs> um, So, you know, they go up. I mean, listen, the final score of that game, I don't know how much of it you watched. Like the Browns dominated on every single play besides three. They had three defensive miscues. One was that 75 yard pass to uh, Robbie Robbie Anderson. Anderson. Another one was the fumbled snap that Christian McCaffrey picked up and ran for 30 yards. Like, I don't know how the hell that happens. I can't remember the other one. I think it was, oh, it was the DJ Moore big gain, um, where he was just wide open in the middle of the field. Um, But, I man, I remember thinking to myself, as Carolina was marching down the field, I was like, please, like, if there's a God, like, <laughs> I can't go out like this. I, I can't. I will not be able to – I'm going to have to delete Twitter. I'm going to have to delete my Facebook. Like, and then he sent an angel down from heaven above named Cade York. And that man buried a 58 yard field goal in his first ever NFL game. So God bless him because, um, I don't know. I don't know what my week would have been like, had they lost that game? That would have been <laughs> terrible. So the entire NFL was rooting for the Panthers and understandably so. But you know, now we're on to the Jets baby. Joe Flacco led Jets in week 2. This very much feels like a game that we're going to lose. <laughs> like I can't explain it. I think Joe Flacco was beating us like in his last like dozen times facing us. The only time we I want well, yeah, cuz in the 2018 year, the one time that we beat the Ravens was when Lamar started. We didn't beat the Flacco. Uh, Flacco started for one of the games that he beat us. I'm pretty sure. So,
1: well, having having a having watched the entire Jets Ravens game, I think you might be breaking that streak this time. God, I hope so. I <sighs> I picked your defensive fantasy, so I'm really hoping.
0: Hey, the Cause defense looks very good against Carolina. I think that they have a legitimate shot of being top ten this year.
1: Because Joe. Flacco could not move to save his life and Calais Campbell and the, the Colts interior line or the Ravens interior line, like Michael
0: Pierce was like gashing the Jets line. Dude, who else do the Jets have at QB? How is there nobody else? There There's Mike have? White. Oh,
1: oh, OK. Which fans okay. are apparently Jets fans are apparently calling for, but we'll see how that
0: goes. I'd be calling for anybody over Joe Flacco. I would I would. I would put a defensive lineman at QB over Joe Flacco <laughs> at this point, so I can't blame them. So we shall see how that goes. Um, big game tonight, which I know you and I are both looking forward to. Kansas City and in uh, the LA Chargers division game um, should be high scoring. Um, so we got that to look forward to. I have Mahomes on one of my fantasy leagues, the one in the Bush league. Do you have anybody in the game? I um, um, well, on one of your seventeen fantasy teams, you're bound to have somebody.
1: I have nine, um, seven are for money. Um, I have Patrick Mahomes in uh, Dan's league. Um, Let's see. I don't have anyone on my dynasty team, unfortunately, I don't think. Um, Let me just do a quick scroll through. I went six and three in
0: fantasy this week. Not bad. I went one and one.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's see. I've got... I think I ended up for some reason just not getting in a lot of Chargers this year, for whatever reason. I didn't necessarily try to avoid them, but um, um, yeah, I think that's it. I think wow. it's just Patrick Mahomes in one of my leagues, and that's it.
0: Okay, so um, you and I are both rooting for Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I'm going up against Justin Herbert. Okay. Um, in one of the leagues. I think that's it. That's crazy. I don't have any chiefs on my fantasy teams this year. It's not.
0: Um, I think I'm going up against Kelsey in my other league, the league that I don't have Patrick Mahomes in. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm going up against Kelsey in, in Bush league. Cause I'm facing Dan and Dan has Kelsey. So hoping that Mahomes throws all the touchdowns to Juju Smith Schuster.
1: Yeah. I'm going up against Austin Eckler in another league. So okay. but yeah, uh despite the fact that one of my te- I'm in a team with in I have a team in Duran's family league uh-huh. named Patrick Mahomelander, but <laughs> I don't have Patrick Mahomes on my team.
0: Why didn't I change my team name to that? That's so amazing. <laughs> Uh I might no, I can't do it. What, what what kind of man would I be if I if I did that now? Um so it looks like we're both very much Kansas City fans tonight. Um Yes, I think I I
1: can't remember if I actually bet it or not, but I like their team total over twenty nine and a half.
0: Okay. Uh, the Chargers defense looked good, man, last year. I know they're I mean, and the Raiders have a decent offense, so we'll see. Um here's
1: here's my research. So since Patrick Mahomes has taken over the Chiefs, the uh, they have gone over thirty points in. S- they're like four and four, I think, in in scoring more than thirty points in games against the Chargers, including the two they've played on Thursday night, I think. Um, four of the times they've scored over 30 points or I'm sorry and they're also six and five in scoring over 30 points when after scoring 40 points the week before and I think five of those six times were in even years 2018 and 2020 so this is 2022 they scored 40 points last week they're going to score more than 30 this week I should have brought my
0: tinfoil hat dude (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we shall see. Now I'm gonna be thinking about that. I'm gonna be looking for that 30 point mark to 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 hit. Um. So yeah, I mean, listen, I'm so glad the NFL is back. I know you feel the same way. Um, I already feel like one of my fantasy teams is dead, and I feel like the other one has a really good shot to win it all. Um, but that's just how it goes, and after week one of the NFL season. So, um, all right almost at the 30-minute mark of the episode, and we we have two shows to kind of talk about here. (laughs) Um, The first show, I know we talked a little bit in the pre-show about how there really isn't a whole lot to talk about, and that's that's She-Hulk. I'm assuming, obviously, you watched the episode today at some point. I think it was episode... Five. five? Yep. Okay, so we are now over halfway through the season, except there's nine episodes, right? Yep. Okay, so... Where do you sort of stand with this show right now? Are you enjoying it? Are you has it exceeded your expectations? Are you disappointed? Uh, I think I'm enjoying it for the most
1: part. I think this episode wasn't the funniest, um, especially compared to, I guess, last week's episode with Madison and Wong. Yeah, that was that was a banger that lit up the Internet, although the Madison character, maybe it's the having met some of those types of women out at clubs at various points of life, oh. was less enamored with her. But, you know, it's 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 harmless. It's fine. It's, I'm not. You know what I mean? And I still liked everything that happened last week with Wong still. So I thought he was funny. Um, um But loving Tatiana Maslany as she Hawk still. Yep. I also like the there's a little bit of heart in this episode, this this week's episode that I really liked. And uh, I'm looking forward to see how that plays with the character being introduced next week.
0: I you know what I never thought about that. Um, I I feel like I'm kind of on the same exact um, bo- uh, boat as you. Like, listen, the show is. 30 minutes i'm still very happy that it's you know, like a 30 minute runtime, and for the most part it's very light and it's it has its funny moments and it also kind of tackles like some like real life issues as well especially with the whole like um like women in the workforce you know not being taken seriously kind of thing um i'm very excited for next week obviously because we all saw the teaser at the end of this week's episode it seems like we're finally getting a little bit of a uh, uh, matt Murdock th- next week mm-hmm. finally um i guess like my and this really isn't a concern i just didn't know i i guess i didn't expect this like with these other marvel shows we we kind of have this defined and outlined antagonist usually at this point and with this show i'm starting to just i'm starting to really get the vibe that like We're not going to have that antagonist. And this this is just more about like like what I just mentioned, like real world real world stuff, which is totally fine. Um, But uh, listen, you know, we got four more episodes left. Like I'm enjoying the show. I'm still going to tune in, especially next week. And uh, I'm excited to see how this thing ends and where it's going to potentially lead us, Um, especially after, you know, some of the D23 announcements we got last week. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah um, Yeah I think that's all I got
0: I, I think I would be enjoying this show
1: more I'm gonna I'm really glad we're getting a mini break from Marvel Where basically we only have Wakanda forever Until February And then uh, Ant-Man and Wasp In February right the Yeah Guardians, is
0: February, I thought.
1: No no Ant-Man is I just looked at they dropped the new 20 Oh okay, just, okay. Ant-Man is February Guardians 3 is May and Marvel's is July.
0: Yeah. Um you know, not a knock on Marvel, but I'm I'm with you there. We're kind of going to kind of have this break it seems like I'm very excited for Wakanda Forever and I'm also excited to kind of like l- let these Star Wars shows kind of take us through the end of the year because we get the Andor series and then we get Mando in December, do we not? Yeah. Did you catch that Mando trailer? I did. Yeah. I, that, listen, that looked, that looked good. That got me really excited. (laughs) Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that kind of carrying us over through the end of the year. All right. Shall we get to the main event? Yes. Okay. (laughs) House of the Dragon episode four, um, came out on Sunday. Um, Listen, this was, in my opinion, the best episode, I think, at least my personal favorite. And it's not because half of the episode took place in a brothel and involved incest. I swear to God, that's not why.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't know. I, I, I. Ricky, I've I, I've seen your OnlyFans postings. I mean, it feels like incest orgy seems to be your thing.
0: You son of a bitch. You can't even joke about that. <laughs> um, listen, we – you and I, I, I think we've documented this by now. We both sort of know what's going to be happening in the future. Um, So we saw some strides being made as to we, – we're starting to see these rifts forming that are going to – Um, basically play into, I'm not going to call it a civil war, but we're leading into a Targaryen civil war essentially. Yeah. Um, and I was very excited. This, this, this episode seemed to take the biggest step in that division or towards that division, I should say. Um, but I really feel like we got to like to spend some time. Like, you know, Damon and Renera obviously are probably the two fan favorites of the series. Um, I'm a big Sir Kristen Cole. I, I love my man's. I think he's I think his his real name is like Fabian or something like that, I think is the actor's name. I mean, just a beautiful human being. Like, it's almost it pisses me off that somebody is that good looking. Um But we got to see some different sides to those three characters in this episode. And, and that plays into why I liked it so much. And, you know, b- before we get to the ending and where this episode is going to take us, I want to hear your thoughts.
1: Um, Yeah. The house of dragons keeps going. I'm, I'm at my same interest level as before loving the memes, <laughs> you know, we'll see, you know, At this point, it's just about how they land this bird, and that's years away. So I'm just not willing to invest. I've just, my heart has been, what's the, carterized. Just the wound got cut off and carterized. But, you know, the acting's fantastic. Um, You know, I thought, wow, this has been a pretty restrained show. And then obviously, we had the brothel scene. I was like, oh, there it is. There's those HBO executives coming in. More, but more, but more, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I thought I did kind of like, uh, some of the, um, dynamics between Rhaenyra and Alyssa in, in this episode too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, that's where I'm at.
0: Um, did you happen to catch the quote from Millie Alcock, the actress who plays Rhaenyra? Yes. About-
1: about filming, the, about meeting actors and then watching them 69 for
0: 12 hours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just something that I never think about. Like, obviously, like, like you know, I'm not one of those people that, like, think about what goes into the production uh, like, a whole lot. But, I mean, that's a very good point to be made. Like, apparently that brothel scene took upwards of 12 hours where these extras who you see, I mean... They, it, they're legitimately going at it with each other. Like, the, the, there's no vigorously. Yes, and the fact that you have to do that for 12 hours, like, <laughs> listen, I hope it's like, like that. Future
1: episode, like, death. Five, snoo,
0: snoo snoo. It's exactly like that, man. Like, <laughs> I am dying to know, like, the little intricate things that they have to do throughout the day, just, uh, just to keep your energy level up, man. Like,
1: like please. I, the spirit is, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak and frail.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just picture that they have like an orange slice person on set. That's just coming by and feeding them orange slices. Like you would do in like little protein
1: shakes, just like shaking up (laughs) protein shakes and just be like, here we
0: go. Listen, man, like, you know, I don't care if you're a guy or a a, a girl or however you identify that is exhausting to do for 12 hours. (laughs) Like, Good Lord. So I saw that in Twitter and I was like, oh my God, I'd never even thought about that. So um, nice little intricate detail into into the production of house of the dragon. Um, I agree. You know, I want to circle back to what you said about Alison, because we've now seen this in two straight episodes where she goes to bat for Rhaenyra. Like we see it in this episode. She's clearly, she mentions she's like, yo, ever since I became queen, I don't have any friends. Like, I'm pretty lonely. And there's that, that scene, man, which like not not, of you know, obviously not friendly on the eyes, but the scene where the king calls her into in the middle of the night, like and you just kind of like see her laying there like that was like, I feel bad for her, man. Like that's
1: that's the horror version of the scene from Bridesmaids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crystal. Hick's wow. Like, oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're 100 percent right. You're wow. It's a polar opposite. Um, I can't stop thinking about that now. Um, But again, in this episode, when when the claims, you know, when when Otto talks to Viserys and he, you know, informs him of what his spies have told him and Allison basically goes to bat for Rainier. Well, listen, Rhaenyra is also swearing on her dead mother's grave and lying. (laughs)
1: So I got her <laughs> well, back. sort of like she didn't fuck Damon. Well, Damon's uh, not the one she fucked. I mean, come on.
0: Listen, I think I think there was whether it was for one second, five seconds, or ten seconds. I think that there was something that happened in that brothel, um, albeit it was very very quick.
1: He could not finish. He was. Yeah, what's I the, that, what's the statistic? You know, get him a. Get him a subscription to Roman.com <laughs> or or hymns. You know, that's the new one I've been seeing ads for lately.
0: You know, the blue know pill programs you're watching. I haven't seen any of those ads. Um, <laughs> I, I got the vibe because I've seen this. I've seen the brothel scene being interpreted a hundred different ways so far. The way I took it when I first watched it was it seemed like he didn't like it when she sort of took control. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I kind of took away from that. So he very much seems like that's his thing, like being in control. Um, so I took that away. And then obviously Rhaenyra goes back to her chambers where God loves Sir Christian Cole's reaction. Cause he just saw her go into the room, maybe a couple hours prior. And now she's walking back down the same hallway without actually exiting the doors that he was guarding. He's all <laughs> confused. Um, and then she completely initiates and advances on Kristen Cole. Um, and he's hesitant at first. So she, listen, I, I I believe we're, I think that's obviously that was her first time. I think that's what we're supposed to believe because Damon kind of gives her like, it's not really a pep talk, but he's like, like when they're walking through the It's like look at all these people, like you know, giving in to, like, what they want and taking what they want. And that was, like, some sort of, like, inner awakening for her. Um, and then she's like, wait a second, I kind of want Sir Kristen Cole, if you're not gonna, you know, do this with me, uncle. Um, that's how she wanted. Um, very, very steamy, steamy scene. Um, that just leads, well, that itself doesn't lead, but that night itself leads Absolute chaos the next day because Sarah gets told by Otto. Um, Otto's spy turns out to be Damon's wife,
1: yeah. I guess,
0: like, that was kind of surprising. Um, but you know, Otto tells Viserys, and
1: well, that, his Damon's mistress, I guess his can, wife is in the call veil,
0: her his Dragonstone mistress,
1: yeah. I, yeah. I think she will eventually become his wife, but like that's. Well, I guess. I don't know if they ever married. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know what the deal is, but it, basically, he's still got a wife in the veil. That's his actual wife.
0: But we're referring to House of the Dragons version of Shay, essentially, like from yeah, like from from Game of Thrones. But um, this this was really interesting to me because Otto was doing what he should have done as hand of the King informed Viserys of this. Um, however, was it wrong of Otto? Cause like, I kind of took it as like, yo, he kind of has this one spy only following whether it was Rhaenyra or Damon. Like they were clearly like told to watch one of those two. And like, I guess that's kind of slimy, you know, like I, I, I'm not sure. And then, um Renera kind of points it out to her dad when he kind of calls her like listen like Otto has every reason in the world to drive this rift between you and I his grandson could be heir of the throne um and credit to Viserys you know he listened it's just kind of feels like too little too late because damage is sort of already done um but he fires Otto he kind of gives him the boot at the end of the episode, which I did
1: not Thanks to manipulation from Ranira as well.
0: Yeah, Ranira no dummy because she does agree that she'll marry as long as he does the right thing, and that you know, and she was talking about getting rid of Otto was handed the king. So, looking forward to next episode. It looks like we're getting some sort of wedding in in, in the trailer. Looks like it's going to be Ranira's wedding to um the sea snake son. I can't remember his Layton. name. Lanel, that's right um you and i probably know why this is so interesting i'm assuming if you know the lore behind it and what's sort of going to happen um but i'm looking to see like who's going to be the new hand of the king
1: oh i think it's the guy who suggested Lanel in the last okay. episode all the uh,
0: only dude with common sense of the entire show yeah i think uh is his last name strong it, it, yeah, yeah, because his son is like that strong. It's like bone breaker or whatever his name was, or bone.
1: Yeah, breaker. yeah, um, yeah. That guy,
0: I like that guy. He seems to be the only one that's like actually like thinking like uh, with some common sense.
1: I think he's the Ned Stark of the show.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I hope that doesn't mean that he dies, but um, he probably will. It's it's gets Game of Thrones to the end of the day, everybody dies. So. I'm looking forward to next week. Um, Obviously, you know, I'm a little bit more emotionally invested in the show. um, But. You know what's funny? And then I I made this connection with um, between House of the Dragon and the boys. Because the boys, I noticed this when season three was airing um, earlier in the summer. It does so much for a show when Twitter kind of latches on to it and you get the memes. I mean, listen, I'm still seeing Homelander memes every goddamn night. <laughs> I love it. Um, but you're you're seeing that now as as well with House of the Dragon. So like it was it was very very cool and I didn't see it a whole lot with Stranger Things. I I might have missed some, but The Boys season 3 and House of the Dragon have been pretty damn memeable so far. And Oh yeah. I'm here for it. I've really really been enjoying it. So, um, listen, I have nothing else to say about House of the Dragon. Um, I mean, unless you have anything else you want to go over. I mean, this is like a 45 minute episode. This could be our this could be our speed run world record.
1: Yeah, I'm i am pretty much I think where everyone knows where this is going. Yeah. Obviously, next episode, last episode with Millie Aycock mm-hmm. and
0: oh. Emily Lacey.
1: Emily Lacey as Rhaenyra and Alicia um. So we'll see. Uh, And then obviously after that, Emily, Emily DRC takes over for Rhaenyra, and then I can't remember again who did. Alicia,
0: Alicia Cook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the uh, rest of the season. I guess which how far that time if they actually time jump, like the fifteen or twenty years, or if how far. Because it's kind of confusing how much time has passed since the
0: first episode. We've jumped, like, m- at, at minimum, like, six months every episode, I think.
1: Well, it's, like, the first to second is... I can't remember the first to second. The second to third, the third to fourth. The one with, because the fourth is The Hunt, right? Last week's episode was The Hunt.
0: Yes, yes.
1: So that was a two-year jump.
0: From three to four.
1: Right. And And it was like an 18 month jump from like two to three.
0: No, 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 no. no, no. We we have this wrong from two to three was a two year jump because episode three was the hunt From three to four. I mean, we end three with um, Damon taking out the crab feeder and then episode four kicks off with Damon coming back to King's Landing. That's right.
1: This this past episode was episode four. So, so at it's least been
0: like a couple weeks uh, for travel, I guess. Three years, let's say, for the first four
1: episodes so far.
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very weird because I don't ever recall like any sort of season of television where like, I mean, there's a whole list of characters that we have not even seen yet. Um, Like we obviously haven't seen older Renera or older Allison. We know that we're going to see... Um, Aegon growing up at some point. He's literally in the trailer, and then obviously, if if you know where like what the books entail, there's a bunch of other like kids that we're gonna at some point be introduced to. So, um, I guess at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's a little disappointing that you know we're losing um Emily Lacey and 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 um <laughs> Billy Alcock here, but they both have done a really really good job. Emily and- Carey. What did I say? Emily Lacey.
1: You said like Olivia.
0: Cook. Did I. Co- oh, wait, isn't Olivia Cook older, Allison? Yeah. OK. What? Emily Carey's younger Allison. Not. Emily yeah. Lacey. OK, that's why. That's why I got it on. It's, it's Carrie, not Lacey. Yeah. Um, I saw that there's some rumors. I guess Emily Carey came out and said that, like, they've talked about potentially bringing the younger I, versions back. Um. I saw that. I don't know how that would work. I mean, they would have to obviously be in flashback sequences, which they could do. They did it in normal Game of Thrones with Bran learning to be the three eyed Raven. And God, it just pisses me off to say that. Um, But we saw it with young Ned Stark. So we'll see. You know, I don't even want to waste my time thinking about season two yet. because I'm I'm so focused on the next episode. Um, So we'll save that talk for another day. Um, So I don't really have anything else to say before we go ahead and wrap this up. How about you?
1: That's all I got.
0: All right. So we will be back on our next episode. We'll talk about episode five of House of the Dragon. We'll get caught up, I'm sure, with She-Hulk. Um, we got the Andor series starting here, I think, in like a week and a half. Um, It might even be next week. I'm, I know it's in two weeks, I think. Um, So we'll be talking about that at some point. I know you and I are both pretty excited about that. So stay tuned and never know we might have a movie review or two in there um for you guys so until then thank you all so much for listening um if you're listening on apple or spotify please go ahead and leave us a review um you can do that on spotify now you can follow the podcast on twitter at mindpopcorn you can follow it on tiktok at mindjorepopcorn um you can follow either myself or chuck um you know, on Twitter as well, you'll find both our personal Twitter handles in the Mind Your Popcorn Twitter bio. Um, So feel free to drop us a follow there. So um, until next time, you know, everybody stay safe, but we will be back.